Welcome to Paranormal Gateway Paraclub. I'm your host, Scott Wise, and joining you this evening is the other host, Melanie McAdams. Bill Slevin is our guest tonight. He is the founder and lead paranormal investigator of the Paranormal Existence Research Society based out of Coral Springs, Florida, with teams in Florida, Nebraska, the United Kingdom, Italy, and Greece. Bill is an empath and has always been fascinated by the paranormal since he was a kid dealing with his own experiences and has worked in the paranormal field for well over 30 years with many paranormal experts from all over the world. Bill is an expert in residential hauntings and has been part of well over 500 residential (laughs) investigations, helping those in need, and has dedicated a lot of time to helping people looking for answers over the years. Bill can be seen on TV, radio, podcasts, magazines, and newspapers all across the world. His current project is on the the travel channel called The Devil's Academy, also streaming on Discovery+. Plus. Bill was also on the cover of the American Paranormal Magazine for March of 2023. Bill is also the regional director of the Southeast U.S. and a director of development for the Warren Legacy Foundation for Paranormal Research, founded by Chris McKinnell, the grandson of Ed and Lorraine Warren. This foundation is dedicated to helping people in an ethical and caring way. The foundation consists of many experienced and educated people in the paranormal field all across the country and the world. Bill loves to learn as much as possible about the paranormal science and is dedicated to helping further the paranormal industry. Bill is a parapsychologist currently working on his PhD in parapsychology, paranormal science, and metaphysical humanistic science. Bill is also a demonology specialist, being part of many dark and demonic cases. Bill has been in the technology field as well for over 30 years and is an expert in technology, including photography and CCTV cameras. Bill is also a paranormal educator and public speaker who loves to educate the public about paranormal and the unknown. He and his team can be seen at various libraries, conventions, schools, and other public events all over the U.S. So, without further ado, <laughs> let's welcome Bill to the show. I, I, I sort of, like, uh, cut the back for a little bit. And I'll think, uh, I'll, sorry about that, Bill. You, know, you want to take a break now? There's nothing wrong with talking up our guests. I don't mind. Thank you for that intro. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, I, I have to cut that back this time. I don't even think about it. What should have done is, like, I'll do for an hour. I'll, I'll do a, a, a timer, and I'll read it myself, you know, and see all it takes. And I want to put my through that again. <laughs> Well, but, I don't but, really Bill, mind. Bill, he's done a lot of stuff, you know? Yeah. So we're going to talk about a lot of tonight. Yes, thanks so, for having me on. Sure. Yeah, thanks so, for coming. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, well, you want to share some of your personal experiences that got you into this? What got me into this? Well, um, when I was real young, I had a, a lot of my own like personal experiences But again, like I've said before many times with when I started, it wasn't out in the open that much. So people didn't talk about it a lot. So when I was experiencing things, there wasn't a lot of people I could talk to and I didn't know what it was. You know, I found out later on in life that I was an empath and it makes sense for the things I was feeling back then 
whether it be at a, a place that I maybe had some kind of haunting in it, or even just from people, you know, in my family, when we're at a family party, I would, I would feel their emotions, their energy. And I, I didn't know what it was back then. And again, couldn't really talk to anybody. So it kind of made me interested and to try to find out as much as I can about what I was experiencing and what was real, what wasn't real. And it, that's kind of how the, my journey started until I was able to actually uh, get on a, a real investigation. Most of the time I was on my own and reading as much as I could. So and partly Bilty, uh, explain how that helps with when doing terminal investigations. As an empath? Yeah. Yeah. It's for me, like I'm not a I'm not a psychic, I'm not a medium. I've never even really attempted to open up my senses to that. But um as an empath, I I go in and I walk around and I try to see what I could feel. I could feel emotions and I can feel uh energy. So I'll usually, most of the time I do know what's going on. Like when we're doing a residential case, I'll know what's going on in the home. Some of my teammates, I won't tell them, let them see what they feel without knowing, but it helps me along with our equipment and everything to try to see what I can feel from what area. Okay. I got school my dog. Hush. Here I'm working in the background. <laughs> Without thirty years of experience in paranormal field, what are some of the most memorable cases you've had? Well, anything that I was called into that was demonic is oh, always going to be your most <laughs> memorable cases uh -huh. ever because that is stuff that never leaves you. You will never forget it. Um, but then on the other side of it, there's a lot of cases I've had where we've really helped the families. When you see a family who's like really, really scared and they have kids, especially when there's kids involved and, and everybody's frightened and you could go in there and either tell them there's nothing there or help them get out whatever's in there just to see the relief on some of these people's faces that they could actually, you know, live in their home out of without fear. You know, those mm -hmm. are so, can be some of the memorable, you know, most memorable things alongside the scary stuff. <laughs> You know, um, some, like I've said, uh, on other, uh, things, my, probably the, the craziest one to me was my first investigation, my first residential investigation. Um, once I was asked to help a team that needed, you know, an extra guy that night, cause one of their guys was sick and it was a full on demonic case that they didn't know was demonic until we got there. And the, one of the guys next to me got full on attacked with three scratch marks from his neck to his spine um, right wow. in front of us, you know? And it's it, it, one of those things where I say, either you're going to run from this and never do it again, or for some reason like me, it made me more interested. You know, I, I wanted to learn, like, why did it attack him? Why didn't it attack me? You know, what was it doing there? How I didn't know anything about demonology back then, so I didn't know this was a demonic case. I just knew it was something bad and they were going to have to get, you know, uh, clergy involved and because it was, it was a pretty bad case. But later on, I learned about the fact that his scratches were like razor blades. And uh. when, they when I started studying about demonology, you learn that demonic scratches are like razor blades. They're not like a wide scratch. It's a very thin scratch. They're always in threes. Mm -hmm. um you know mocking the holy trinity and that's what he had he had three scratches from his neck to it now i always say if that was done now 
and it was with a team like that or people I didn't know well, I wouldn't believe it. I would have right. thought it was rigged somehow or something. You know, I would have been checking everything. But back then, it, it wasn't publicized. It wasn't talked about. There was no, you know, YouTube followers. There was nobody right. to to get with that story. So, you know, I don't think it ever left that house. <laughs> well, it's a, um, kind of like the Sally case. Mayor of Sally, the, the ghost that scratched my case years right, right. ago. Mm-hmm. Sally House. Yeah, right, right. Many years ago, he had like razor blades down. He's you know, older than two. Now, over the past like 15 to 20 years, when doing this, we have made two cases with scratches, and the one was the apartment in New York County, whatever the second floor apartment, it's a rural building. And uh, some people say Ouija boards are okay, some say they're not. Well, their teenage girls are fooling around. Mm. And then uh, see right there and here the father of uh, their got scratch. And mm. it's three street uh, three streets down his back. And I'm yeah. like, oh, we got uh, we I uh, we told him we can't really do anything about that because we're we're not clergy, we're not. So we told him if they have a you know, I'll go to church and find someone who come bless the house these or like you know, I don't right. know where I'd PA they can find a demonologist and look around nothing if I find somebody to go out and help them, but you right. know, I'm not sure. But that we told you we kind of, we told them, why the hell are you doing something that dumb? Yeah. Well, I was gonna say with you know what's funny with scratches and she Stephanie <laughs> worked with me at the Warren Foundation. Hi Steph. <laughs> Thanks for um, tuning in. <laughs> with scratches it's funny because you get a lot of people you know you'll see them on facebook and all these places i'm in a lot of groups where i try to you know help people when they have questions but um you'll get a lot of people that i got scratched i got scratched and you know i would say 90 percent of the time it's you scratched yourself in your sleep you scratch that's yeah. why it's very um it's very very different obviously when a demon does it but right. um even a ghost i have never I've seen people that were scratched and we couldn't figure out where it came from, how it, you know, what it was exactly. Could it have been a ghost? It could have been, but I've never confirmed what a full on scratch looks like from a ghost because the only ones I've seen in front of me happen were on the demonic cases, you know? So it's a little, it's a little different because you kind of see it where most of the time when you see people that have scratches, most of them are just saying, Hey, I woke up with the scratch. They're showing you pictures, right. showing, you know? They well, have trim their nails. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then go sleep and see what happens next day. Huh? No, <laughs> no, no scratches. <laughs> it, it happens a lot. It does. I mean, oh, I know. Sleep, you never I, know. I can imagine. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> wants to believe it's demon, demon, demon. You know, yeah. I, like I said, you, with the fire cases you've had, you probably had quite a many. To, when you did, um, but there's some shows on TV. It's always demon this, demon that, demon that, and I'm I'm over that because there's, I think there's demons and there's bad spirits. You know, they want to call trouble. Right now, those type. Well, demons. That's, that's how I feel about it. Right. Well, demons are real, but they are very rare. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like what TV explains to you and stuff. They are they are very rare. Um, yes, 
spirits can be cranky. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say they're evil, but we always say if somebody was cranky when they were alive, I'm sure they're yeah. even more cranky when they're dead. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> and uh, if they're stuck around here for any reason, I'm sure they're not happy. I have to no, no. <laughs> no, I have had plenty of investigations where you would go over your AVPs and it would cost that. Yeah, it'd be called the F word upon yeah. So I get that quite a bit. Certain yep. places we go. And most of the time we go back to the same place. You know, sometimes there'll be one say, um, I love you already on it. And they're I was the crossing now. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> and and then, I mean, also, yeah, also locations, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's different places. I've been some places where they're just always not happy with you. <laughs> no matter what, who it is, who's talking, you know, and sometimes we'll see that they don't they don't like the females or they don't like the males. It depends on the right. depends on where you are and who they are, I guess. I've seen and, just about everything with that. <laughs> I, and they're so nice, they're so quiet, you won't hear anything. You say, oh, it's like worst time, yeah. I don't want to do it. And then we're sitting there talking back and forth, and they go over to JP's, then they will shut the hell up talking the whole time. <laughs> right. I said, God, I like those. <laughs> oh, wow. So we were talking about demonic cases a little bit um, ago, and I was wondering, like, when you're doing cases that are, like, demonic, I do you get called in for demonic cases and then get there, and that's not actually what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been called into a lot for that. Um, mm -hmm. it, most of the time now, like if it, when I'm called in, most of the time it's already been kind of confirmed, mm -hmm. you know, um, or the team just they believed it was and they wanted to have somebody there that knew a little more. Um, mm -hmm. That most of the time, a couple I've walked into, like the first one was just <laughs> a, a freak thing. Um, and I have walked into maybe one other one like that, but. Yeah, a lot, a lot. There have been times where I've been called in, and it wasn't, it wasn't anything. It was just a team that wasn't sure things were happening that they've never seen before, and you know they didn't know proper steps or tests to to try things. You know. Hey, Gaskop, Bill Flynn. What kind of what kind of steps and tests do you do to like double check? I guess. Well, with, with demons, you know, it, it also depends on what type of, of demonology you studied. Like, you know, I was raised Catholic, so I studied more of the, the Catholic demonology. Um, so for me and from my experiences and, and what I've studied is that like a spirit is going to react to certain things. You can sage a spirit, you can, you know, things like that. But with a demon, it's, it's very, very different. Some of the first stages of what they do, the infestation is a lot like a haunting they might make noises make things but they're not going to react the same way so you have to use um any kind of religious provocation is normally the only thing that calls the demon out to get it to react to no so if you're in there and, and you you think there's something going on and you hear something and they just somebody just cleanses the house and and whatever it that's not going to help a demonic case but it the demon they're smart they may not just come out and let you know but if you think it's something it, it's more of a lot of different things with holy water and and religious you know uh 
items and things to see to see how it reacts but again you also need to have somebody who's been involved in it before because if somebody just goes in well, i've had that with teams that they think it's something they go around they just start throwing holy water around and they're waving crosses right. and if it was a demon and it was to come out they would be in a lot of trouble you know <laughs> i mean i'm not an exorcist i can't do anything like that but i i know certain things and i know who to call <laughs> to come and help in those type of situations yeah, so, so I asked you about the protection he's used, and you answered that already. So, mm -hmm. and about what? I'm sorry. The protections you used. I mean, you, um, when you go, like you said, you because you do hold or if you have to. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, when we when we go into like a normal home and and we think there's something in there, <clears throat> whether it be a ghost or or just maybe bad energy in the house. We'll use uh, white sage. We'll use Palo Santo. We'll use singing bowls to cleanse the energy. You know, a lot of different things where with with a demonic case, you know, you have to be very careful. If it's just in the infestation or even in the beginning oppression stages, you know, you can bless the home. You can do like a minor rite of exorcism or almost like a deliverance. And you can bless with, with holy water and things like that. And, you know, you have a good chance of, of possibly getting it out before it starts really bad, you know, to when you need the actual clergy there doing a, a full on thing. Mm. Wow. Uh, see, I see that you're a parapsychologist and you're doing your PhD. Um, parapsychology, parallel science, and metaphysical science, what are the differences between those? Well, they're all they're all kind of combined. Like parapsychology is more focused on ESP and and you know everything like that. On that was the original things they were studying. They were studying telepathy, you know, and everything like that. So I try to learn as much as possible about everything because you never know what you're going into. Mm -hmm. um, metaphysical humanistic science. It's all about metaphysics. It was something I really knew not much about until I started this course. <laughs> it's very different. I didn't even understand what this had to do with anything at first. I wouldn't even know how to fully explain it. But once you start learning, you understand how it plays a role into everything. Um, paranormal science is uh, kind of like a sub thing from parapsychology where <clears throat> it's teaching you more about the investigating as opposed to, um, you know, ESP. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, I, I want to ask Jack. I, I didn't know. And I, didn't, mm -hmm. yeah, I figured you you could clear it up, right? Um, right? Now, could you suggest where somebody can go to take courses if they want to do that? Well, I mean, to be an actual like investigator, there's really no course out there. But for things like I would tell people, learn photography, learn you know, so you know evidence learn about equipment learn metaphysics a little bit about metaphysics um parapsychology if you want to take it there are a lot of courses online just be careful do your research um because a lot of them are not the most Feel, you know, yeah. credible credible places yeah. all um, right there's all right. there's a few out there that are really really good i mean most of them are all you know metaphysical colleges there are some colleges uh actual real colleges that you can go in and take parapsychology but I believe it's a minor off of taking on full psychology, mm. you know, which is all and learning psychology is a great thing because let me tell you, 
one of the biggest things that we I teach people and everything is that when you're doing residential investigations, it's very important to know a lot of stuff. If you watching ghost adventures and ghost hunters and you want to be a ghost hunter and you want to try it, we encourage that too. That's great. But go out and do public locations and uh, local cemeteries, ghost, you know, tours, things like that to learn, get on a team and learn from people yeah. before you attempt to go into somebody's home. Because the thing about going into a home is you're not always dealing with, uh, you know, paranormal. You're dealing with mental illness. You're yeah. dealing with addiction. You're dealing yeah. with every type of thing possible. And if you don't know a little bit about it to, to kind of make a, maybe a little bit of a distinction, you can harm somebody, you know, besides right. yourself, but you can harm somebody if they have a mental illness or an addiction and, and you tell them that they're haunted when maybe they're not, you can seriously All damage right. them. The, the sage isn't going to take away their mental illness. So, you know, to <laughs> learn right. a little bit. Yeah. And, and, and evidence. You know, people go in, they take photos, they do videos, and a lot of them don't understand uh, everything in the room. They don't understand if there's light coming in, if there's noises from places. You've got to be able to really know what's going on with your evidence to before you tell a person that, hey, we, we saw this in your house and, you know, this is an orb or this is something, you know, that people can debunk you know you have to right. know how to do that before you go into a person's home so even learning taking courses like when i was first in regular college i took courses on on uh, psychology um i didn't take it all the way through but i took a lot of courses on psychology so you know i can learn a little bit here and there so just learning anything grab a book on any any book you find on ghost hunting and things like that because there's always something in it that will give you a little you know, thing that you never learned before from somebody else. All right. You know, I first started off, um, I always said that if you're interested in it, you can find their team at our place. Just do your due diligence and be sure that it's a reputable team before you decide to actually yes. go on the case to them. And don't go out and buy hundreds of dollars of equipment. You know, you might go and say, oh, my God, this is so boring. You don't want to do it again. Then you're stuck with all this equipment. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, yeah, for people who don't know that go out and start doing, you know, investigations, they're watching TV shows, a lot of them. So right. the TV shows are an hour long and mm -hmm. it has, you know, activity going on nonstop. Well, I've been to places for seven, eight, nine hours with nothing. You know, yep. you have to have a lot of patience in this business because it's not yep. always you walk in and things are flying all around the room. It's not like that, you know, right. and learn about the equipment don't right. go buy a piece of equipment and then go okay let's go to somebody's house and try this out learn right. how it fully works learn how it makes false positives learn how everything about it so that you know when you get something if it's real or not it, it's really important because a lot of people don't realize how some of these devices work right. you know because they and, see and, them on and, tv yeah they're totally juicy videos if you can find nowadays and yep. like, like you said about not learning equipment first, you should always test the BMS before you go. And also, like, for example, the first group I was with, this guy got this awesome piece of equipment. He said, oh, my God, I can't even test that out. And, and he went to investigation and do it. We're all setting stuff up two hours. He's still fiddling with it. So <laughs> that's two hours at that time. Him trying right. to fix it. Some other guy trying to help him. like. 
we had this place for six hours, all right? And you just cut <laughs> two hours off of that. Right. So me, me and my friend went to the other side, and we started the investigation ourselves the other side. Right. Like, I quit that team, like, a year after that, because he was so irresponsible, and he was the founder <laughs> of the team. Right. So me and my friends saw our own team, and we had that team for, like, 13 years. So, <laughs> and uh, I call back to, like, residential cases that we did uh, a good bit then when we first started off. We were getting right. uh, at least once, one a week back then, and then... I think once it slowed down a little bit, people are more open to their surroundings and, and stuff and think, maybe that's not what it is. They actually debunk, debunk this first before I close people out. And mm. you know, a lot of times you get out there and like, a door moves and stuff, and it's, it's off level. Only you put there and, yeah, and shots. Right. Yeah, it's, it's just weird stuff like that they could figure out themselves. That's why we always. That's why we always had uh, questionnaires and stuff for them, and mm. and like just about going to these places, not knowing what you're going into. Or we had people already you go in there. It smells so bad, of pot. It it was stunk so bad. We turned <laughs> left. I couldn't. I couldn't stand the smell. How to get out of there? So nope. Right. Walk in there. Walk in there. sitting there. A bomb was lying on on table. Right. I'm like, no, we're doing. Bye. <laughs> I. The best evidence is never captured, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, a, it's always when you're turning yeah. the other way, or the camera sure, went off. Or the camera. <laughs> I'm I'm sure he was seeing something. But yeah, somebody had to at least for something. So right. he he was seeing something, I'm sure. But I, right? I, I will. And a spirits, he was probably doing these kind. Right. So I will. I will say though, when I was talking about things to how to learn in a way. Definitely learn about photography. Now, I don't mean no. to go out there and take a course and learn how to take a picture. If you don't want to do that, I'm not. But read up about photography. Understand camera flaws. Understand what causes orbs. Understand lens flares. Understand lighting. Because that will help you 100% when it comes to, did I capture something or not? Yeah. And learning about a, photography a lot of good, is really important. There are good books out there for that. When I first started off, mm -hmm. that's the first thing I did. I had uh, one of some Nikon cameras, mm -hmm. the film ones. And I have a big book on photography and different things. And, and uh, that helped a lot. I mean, so yeah, that's a great idea. And I'm sure you can get, you can probably get ebooks for two PO bucks online sure. about that. So, yeah, you can even. I'm, I'm sure there's YouTube videos too, just oh, yeah, even just yeah. teaching you all that stuff. You know, oh, again yeah. though, with with YouTube videos that are instructional, same thing as a team. <laughs> Look for reputable. <laughs> yeah, you know because yeah, yeah. there's also I've seen a lot of videos out there that will teach you exactly what not to do. <laughs> I sure thought of that for our first team. <laughs> <laughs> but they, that they have a cool name. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I looked. I don't think he did it anymore. Well, I, well, I saw with him. He's in his high sixty, so I only ever hear him more <laughs> doing that. And that was twenty years ago. So he saw it in his early eighties. Uh, a, a lot of our cases. Uh, I get a lot of. I was getting a lot of cases for years from people who got another team. They didn't know what they were doing. And they came in and made it worse. Mm -hmm. 
happens a lot. And again, I, I don't discourage people. I learn how to do this, but definitely look for somebody, you know, at least at least one person on the team who's been doing it before the TV show started. Right. They'll have a, a little different understanding of things, you know. Right. Um, I'm not saying I know everything. I'm not saying I'm better than anybody. I'm just saying we learned in a different way, you know, before the TV shows came out. We learned before a lot of this equipment. You know, people don't know how to do some of the stuff I did back in the day, like hang a bell on a on a cabinet door, uh, yeah. put flower down in places. You know, there's <laughs> all did. types of things we had to do because we didn't have all this fun equipment. I hear you, brother. We did the same thing. <laughs> Right, you know, the, the, all the old stuff you guys i mean it was yeah yeah i mean you know now i'm a i'm a technology guy during the day so it, it's tough because i love equipment and i love playing with the equipment we don't use mm -hmm. you know 90 percent of the equipment in somebody's home we uh, use the basics right. i don't i don't like bringing in all that you know right. we're, not, we're not in there to do a show in their house we use audio right. video more um more environmental you know uh, right. stuff for emf stuff for uh temperature things like that um you know because it, i i don't i'm not going to go in there with an sls camera and tell the people they're haunted because i got a stick figure on the screen you know yeah, <laughs> you yeah. gotta you gotta be careful with certain things you know yeah i think i'd like to pick up uh, objects too yeah so we, and also what they could be going um places and like we get a Kid, a case with a kid one time, and uh, that was also a nerve case that did these drugs. And we found out that we were actually do everything because we didn't know about the drugs until we left. We saw something on the table because we didn't smell anything, but we could tell boy she was. We thought she was drunk, but we could tell she was right. something else. And we sat the back, and the place was empty. We found out they all went to, to jail. Right. So I'm sure I had to feel that, that they had issues with, but um, yeah, they. Cause it used to be a restaurant, I think, mm -hmm. and it's converted into an apartment, and they're having problems there. We we never found anything really, but I think they just want to get notoriety or something out now, and so and then we had another. People call us up or email us about uh, people come in and they check the out and then they're back to us that's two months ago. I say, well, that's not right because we always, when we did it, we always said within two weeks, it, what we would have most of the stuff back to you to come back for the reveal. Right. So, and that's usually how, how it was. Yeah. And that's, that's just even when we have jobs now and, and you know, we are on all for that here back for so and i think what happened then we just got out of that, that and we just start doing more known locations and see what we do have two or three year now mm. but, you know like one of the, one of the cases i had uh, years and years ago up in new jersey um it was interesting because this this shows an example of of how to learn about everything so the family was very scared they said that they're seeing ghosts, they're getting headaches, they're getting nauseous, they're all kind of things in the house, mostly in the living room. Um, and they were they were really scared because they had kids and, and everybody was getting affected by this. And when we went in 
you know, I went in with a team that I was working with at the time and it didn't really sense anything. You know, I mean, we went, we, we tried just about everything and we weren't getting anything. They weren't feeling much at the time, but they were trying to tell us that it's not a specific time of the day. And, you know, all of them were experiencing it, which was unusual. Cause a lot of times if it's maybe something psychiatric or something like that, it's usually one person. Um, but the entire family was experiencing this. And I, I got one of my, I had called up one of my friends that uh, works with, you know, electric and everything. And I said, I had him come down with some other meters that I didn't have. And we went down into their basement and in the basement, in the, on the electrical boxes, there was so much EMF energy coming out of there because the <laughs> wires weren't shielded and, mm. and put properly. If you, and it was right underneath the living room. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, people don't realize EMF is is very dangerous if it, in high you know amounts. It can cause hallucinations. It can mm-hmm. cause headaches, nausea, everything they were experiencing. Now they had to spend a lot of money to get an electrician in there to basically rewire most of the house. Once they did that, never had a problem again. So yeah. these are the things where if you went in and you didn't know to look for that. Like people go in with with K two meters, a K two right. meter isn't going to do anything All because right. it's just going to spike somewhere. It's not going to tell you, you know, dangerous right. levels, you know, of a, of a real thing. Those things are sensitive. They're made for ghost hunting. But if you don't know about something like that, and you go in and you hear a family where five people are all scared out of their minds and mm-hmm. all saying that they're seeing things and they're getting headaches and they're getting nauseous, you know, and you do. Oh, you walk around the house, you're going to believe if you don't know enough to check things, you're going to believe that's definitely a haunting, you know? And then again, kind of like an illness, if you go in there and we sage and we use Palo Santo and we use singing bowls and whatever you want to do to cleanse the house, prayers, whatever, it was EMF. It's not going to go away. So the people are going to get more and more frightened, you know, until they find the solution like that. So just always really, you know, a good thing to learn a little bit about everything. Yes, I've seen uh, nerve replication starting up in the laundry room. They had a few boxes like that too. And I'm high as a to TF. I can, I can feel usually. Um, a couple of cases that I had, I had to leave. Um, and they went to a reading, and that, whole, that one trailer we went to one time is for EMF. And I had to leave. I could do a vacation. I got sick outside. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know, like, like Peter, the EM pumps. I'm now one friend. He always teased me with it. I'm like, get the because <laughs> I get sick from it. I'm like, so that's the one thing I, I can't, I can't deal with the ZMF. Mm. I mean, and that's. I've know. I've seen I've seen a lot of EMF problems over my, you know, my 30, about 35 years now, but I have never seen one that was that bad. That was the one case that was, it was real bad. And it was dangerous because if they, I don't know how, I don't remember how long they were living there, but I, I think they had moved in not too long before. But the thing is that's, that's dangerous amounts that could have actually done damage to them, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but that's, you know, and, as much as they had to spend a lot of money and everything, I, they were extremely happy to hear that's what it was. 
I tell mm-hmm. people, even though they had to spend thousands of dollars to fix that, mm-hmm. it's much better than having something demonic or bad in there. <laughs> you wouldn't want that. Yeah, yeah the lot is yeah, the, it's pretty expensive for that shield and twisty pair. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, ours. <laughs> you want to see now? If you want to see an interesting thing that's believed to be on the demonic side, is the the show I'm on right now on uh, on Discovery Plus. Um, mm-hmm. It's the new shock doc called The Devil's Academy. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> it's. It, did you see it? Yeah. It's. A, it's a great, great episode. It's. Uh. It's a whole thing they did about an event that happened in Miami in 1979. They believe it was a, a, a full possession of a school. And, you know, some people will say it's a, it was definitely a possession. Some people will say it was the kids that were being oppressed because it was like a military academy where mm. they were they were being abused and all type of stuff. And they were teaching them Ouija boards and tarot cards and Santeria and hypnosis and mm. everything you could think of in there. But, you know, and they believe some people believe that the kids just lashed out one day and, and couldn't take it anymore but the problem is some of the accounts they have about the one kid jumping out of the second floor he went right through the second floor window landed like face first on the concrete and got up and and they didn't have a scratch on him and the security guard came over and he picked him up threw him across the room so that's definitely not oppressed (laughs) um that's definitely a little more and the the reports of the one girl who was under hypnosis that or, or they were trying to put her under and she ran off and she went in the mm-hmm. bathroom and she was saying that the devil was in her and then they said she she uh she just <laughs> lifted right off the ground <laughs> so i mean that you know that's something a little different i wish i wish we had footage yeah. of that to see it you know yeah but, um, I, I, it's good like, i think one of the teachers one of the woman who was mm-hmm. one of the teachers who was doing the um the, teach them the witchy board and yeah yeah, 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 and and they were just they were just showing them, and they were they weren't explaining to them right. how to do it properly, right. what could happen. They were just you know, and they believed that the the person running, you know, the guy running it was doing mm-hmm. the dark side of Santeria. So mm-hmm. nobody really knows full full details, you know. But some of the people on that show were, I believe, it was the 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 fire chief that responded to this. Uh, I think it was the former police chief, maybe, or somebody. Yeah. They had some some really, you know, people that were were there on site. So it was it, it's a really interesting story. They, you yeah. know, of course, they made it like a little mini horror movie, <laughs> you know, yeah. like a reenactment type of thing. But it was it was really cool. Yeah, that's on. Uh, I saw on Discovery Plus. I think it was yep. something else. Yeah, it's one of the tra- uh, Travel Channel shock docs, but it, mm-hmm. it streams on Discovery Plus. So sometimes yeah. they'll play it on and off on the travel. Yeah, it's good. Oh, yeah. mm. I think all the shock I, docs. I, I, yeah, I like to see more of those. Yeah. So, I mean, are you going to be in more? I don't know. I'm uh, waiting to see. Uh, I have a few things in the works. We'll, we'll have to see. Um, if, if you didn't see. If you didn't see the one on Robert the Doll, watch that one. Okay. That I'm one's saw, really, I'm, really good. I might saw Alfred in. <laughs> I might have saw that one, Robert the uh, Doll. I know they made a movie kind of like that. Yeah. Well, Rob, I mean. Was it called Robert, the movie? They, they did make. Oh, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think they did make one or two little, like, horror movies that were 
based yeah. on Robert the doll. Yeah, I think yeah. It was called Robert. Robert, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> the girl came to take care of Robert while they were waiting. They said, doll, what the hell? <laughs> but the real but one's down they, here in Key West. Yeah, so I, it's, it's inside a, container, a box or right, a glass yeah, case. Yeah, it's, it's a big glass case it down is. in uh, Fort Motello, uh, yeah. uh, Fort down in, in Key West. It's it's something to see. <laughs> yeah. If you, I don't know. Do is you the, know? Is that is is that owned by Mike Diamond? The what? Is that doll owned by Mike Diamond or must it? No. Now I'm thinking the the the, the, the old. Oh. Which, which one? <laughs> There's a few. See, of them. They were um, marionette or whatever well, puppet. That's oh, the marionette puppet. Man, what's in there? Yeah, know. no, I know what you're talking about. No, it's not that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm the Mike Dominator's that one. So, <laughs> <laughs> but the this the whole thing with Robert in Key West is is the myth behind him is that you have to be if you go see him, you have to be respectful and you have to ask permission to take his photo. If you don't, bad things can happen to you. That's the myth behind it. And the place used to be littered with thousands and thousands of letters from people who went there, took it as a joke, took pictures, weren't respectful, left, and then started having problems. And they were writing handwritten letters to Robert begging for his forgiveness. Now I think they have a digital on the screen, but when I used to go there years ago, they had these letters that were just, the whole room was just covered in letters. Wow. And uh, <laughs> every time every time I go somewhere and talk about it, like at a convention or a lecture, somebody usually has a story about it. You know, I was just there last week and this happened and, you know, so I don't know. I mean, I, I don't I don't test that. <laughs> I ask permission. I, I'm respectful. I've seen them many times. Wow. I wouldn't mind going to see them. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say, Austin? In Key West, Florida. Okay, all right. I thought yeah. I said Key West. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, Ozzy Osbourne believes that he had a lot of problems due to going and seeing Nadal. <laughs> oh, he had problems in the world, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, he had a lot of problems to begin with, but now he, he thought a lot of stuff was because of that doll. And then I think <laughs> he did something crazy on an episode of the show or something, like he took one uh -huh. of the little mini dolls like I have in the back there and he blew it up or something. I, I don't think that was going to help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think, think I should have lasted along with him and his family. Yeah. Well, now his son, Jack, does the paranormal one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, That's yeah. He's still out there. Right? Yeah. I think they were down there at to see Robert. I think that's how that all started. <laughs> mm. Yeah. He, I think he used to be on Haunt Highway. Mm, I think. Yeah, maybe. Ridiculous. With yeah, um, portals, to hell. Girl. portals to Hell was Jack uh, Jack Osborne. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Portals to Hell. That's pretty good. Mm. I, don't, I don't watch my, my shows anymore there. Mm. I'll go on and also all the time. I watched that Dead Files for a long while. Yeah, but anyway, Alan and Steve right. Sally. Oh, like that was very cool. I think they're so on. There's so many out there now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like when they first started off, when they first started off, I was already in the paranormal, whatever. When the ghost hunters came out, 
Yeah, you know, so when they start like the second year, I started watching them because everything goes out, and they were pretty good first. And then down the road, they found some things that weren't added up on some of the shows, and like, well, I kind of tried to go to a couple of different other ones, and I didn't care for, and it was so off. I didn't want to sit and watch it for a while. Well, but I think the, I think a the, lot of though with that background music playing and stuff, it's like God, only that dramatic crap, you know. Just right. Well, I'll tell you the best thing about the shows, in my opinion, for the industry, there's good and bad. You know, for me, the one good thing was that they brought the paranormal out into the mainstream. Yes. They yeah. made it be able to talk about it to to not be you know people contact us now it's easier for them to contact us it's they don't feel as as scared to contact somebody where back in the day they you know they they weren't going to contact you because you thought you'd lock them up you know so it did it did bring them hey we get locked up a lot quicker than them for believing them so but uh (laughs) you know it, it brought it out into the forefront of everything and people you know talk about it now people but now it's so far out there that people don't know what's real, what's not, what's enhanced, what's made up. People could do so many things now with audio and video. Well, not so much yeah. audio, but video and uh, it's, it's crazy, yeah. you know, TikTok videos and everything. It's like, you know, I, I talk about that a little bit and, you know, some of them, uh, yeah, there's some that maybe could be real, but for the most part on TikTok, you're not going to find many that are real, you know, unless they're posted by an investigator. But people, I tell everybody, you know how you'll know it's fake is if you have some guy standing there with his camera going, look at this, and his doors opening and closing and opening and closing. And and he, no, he would be running so fast out of that house. Yeah. You yeah. know, there's no way he would be picking up a phone and just filming and right. going live or whatever. No, no, no. He'd be running. <laughs> oh, a lot of YouTube shows that show where there was kind of stuff on like it. There's somebody pulled a string somewhere or somebody pushes out from the top and you never see off screen or in the other room or anything. It's just that, that ruins it for all of us. <laughs> it, it does. I say the hardest thing with me for me doing residential cases is convincing clients that they're not haunted. Right. It's hard. Uh-huh. You know, a yeah. lot of them, you know, a lot of them, you know, some of them may be, pushing it on that like they don't want to admit they have another problem but some of them just want to be haunted i mean there's so many people out there that watch these shows and just like if you go on facebook onto these groups i'm in people want so bad to capture something that either they're going to believe whatever they you know hear or they're going to make stuff up you know um people just somebody with the slightest bit of editing skills can do something pretty amazing, but somebody who knows oh. what they're doing, they could fool a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I mean, I see a lot in the panels shaking my head. That even if you try real hard, this still mm. looks like shit. It doesn't look anything like you can tell. Started, you look off screen, see an hand push something out or something. It's a really stupid stuff. Yeah. Why would you put it up there? That's just. It makes your team look horrible. I think one <laughs> uh, one team a few years ago um, kicked out a member from their team for posting false evidence on their on their site. They apologized to everybody and said we 
you know, he's gone and then that kind of stuff. So I've yeah. got, well, I have found some of my stupid doing that too. But you, uh, and you're, you're going to walk off. No, my, you know, yeah, my, my team is, I have such a great team of people. Every one of them is was handpicked by me because they either I knew I knew a lot about them. I knew what they were about. To me, it doesn't matter if you have uh, one day of experience or 20 years of experience for what we do for residentials. I can teach you how to investigate, but I can't teach you how to be a human. <laughs> I can't teach you how to how to know how to handle clients and how to be respectful right. and, 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 you know, empathetic to them and. You know, that's the most important part and, and what your passion is, because, you know, we go out there and we're helping people and we're not getting paid. You know, everybody's a volunteer. We don't charge a penny for investigations. So yeah. it's something that the people, you know, I've had people call me up and actually say, hey, I saw your team. I'm interested. Uh, uh, what does it pay? <laughs> you know it, it, it's not that's not what it's about uh, you know uh, we all and we know we started right yeah was, so I, I think I, I, we have a class starter here back in ohio sorry group out here as ghost ghostly gateway kind of investigations mm -hmm. and i brought mel on a year and a half ago i guess now and we are a question investigations, mainly the fire museum, I think, was. And what what other one did we do? Um, we did Post Town. Post Town. And, and then yeah. we've done the museum twice. I've seen it twice. Yeah. And uh yeah, the museum. I thought you got a good museum, you'll you'll always disappoint because we get a lot of stuff out of there. So we we had the greatest place for a while and then they leveled it last year which really oh. upset me it was a 260 acre abandoned prison in the middle oh, of oh, in the middle God. of the sugarcane fields oh. in bell glade florida it was you know it was such a great place it had so much activity the the chapel and the medical facility always always something and i love that you're on this huge huge property with no electric, no power. And like I said, in the middle of sugarcane fields, there's not a lot of things going on around there. You know, so when your devices go off in there and, you know, a public thing, we're going to play around with a lot of stuff. When yeah. your devices go off in, in a facility like that, it's it's so much, you know, we get a lot of intelligent responses mm -hmm. and things there. And it, it's just, it was such a great place. You know, you had to be careful. I was more scared of the living there. You had to be careful because there's a lot of gangs in Belle Glade. And, oh, you know, <clears throat> it's a great place to hide out there because nobody's coming on that property, you know. Um, but, don't uh, do anything. Don't do any gang fights. Yeah. <laughs> I, trouble. <laughs> the place was scary during the day, you know. Oh, yeah. uh, I used to joke. I said when I brought on some of my new team members, it was right before COVID hit. And uh, the first thing I did was I took them out to the prison to see how they do in a prison that, you know, at midnight and with no lights and, you know, they did, they did good, but some people might not be able to handle that. It might be a little too much, you know, but it, it was a great training place. It was a great place to, to research because you could really spend time playing with your equipment and seeing what goes off, seeing what doesn't go off, why it was where we were. It, it, it was a really, really great place, but 
problem is people came in and started messing with it. They burnt yeah. the church down. Okay, they burnt okay. another yeah. building down. I think the city had enough, and uh, they finally leveled the whole uh, place. But yeah. they're building some kind of factory on the property. And what they don't realize is you level the building, whatever's there doesn't go away. Ah, yeah, right. <laughs> so, it's, it's with the land, so you're too good. Yeah, I'd like to go to the factory and just leave my card and be like, you may need this. <laughs> <laughs> We we know for a fact you may need this. <laughs> Who are your hall? <laughs> <laughs> oh my, yeah. The people realize that the land is you haunt too. Mm. Yeah, so they they might be in trouble. So we'll, we'll <laughs> yep. see. We'll see. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, you want to talk a little about the Warren? Warren Foundation? Yeah, yeah sure. So, so, the Warren Legacy Foundation um, was created by Chris McKennell, who's the grandson of Ed and Lorraine Warren. He was investigating with them since I think he was 15 or 16. Um, and what the foundation, it was created by Chris and Lorraine before she passed away to help carry on the legacy of the Warrens in, for helping people. So it bridges people all across the world. Um, very vetted, you know, um, seasoned investigators with a lot of different skills that can help people all across the world. So I think there's about around 100 members now. Um, you know, we don't let everybody on. Some people just may not have enough experience for what we're doing because we're not there to fully train people. But we do get cases that, you know, maybe are you need to have a little more knowledge uh, except doing one or two residentials so that we could throw you right in. But we have so many people that have so many different skill sets that no matter what the case is, we have people that can help and take care of it. So it's a, it's a really, really great uh, foundation. And, um, you know, again, same thing. We don't charge. We don't do anything. It's all. 100% to help people, and you're going to get the best of the best helping you. We have, they have people in just about every state, um, all across the country, and you know, Europe and, and New Zealand and Australia and all over the place. Wow. So if somebody would be interested in it, can they get a site? Yeah, if you go to warrenlegacy.com, uh, you could fill out the form for a request for help. Okay. Okay. So, so you all fifty states, probably. Yeah, we cover everything. Every there's like I'm the regional director for the Southeast U.S., so I cover okay. every state from West Virginia down to Florida. Okay. So every, we have regional directors in different areas that cover portions: the West Coast, the Northeast. So everybody has a section, and then we have. I, I don't know how many right now I have, but I want to say I have about 25 or so uh, members on our in our region. Oh, wow. So we have people, that's, you that's know, in Florida, in Georgia, in I think West Virginia, and, you know, so we have, you know, people all over. You know, we do a lot by Zoom, and then if we feel the need, we have to go there. We'll, we'll figure out who can go there, who's closest, but we have people all over the place. Yeah, I saw Slavia out there today. I was wondering how, mm. how you did that. I, I, I remember you saying that you were the uh, director for Southeast. And I asked, 
Yep. And I figured you have original instructors all around, though. Mm hmm. I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, I'm trying to see what else I had. I'm crossing this wire. Do you want to give um, any uh, places you're already going to or any kind of uh, like confessions or any kind of you know, any books coming out or? Oh, stuff coming up? No, no, you're just, you're just in the American Pedal Magazine, uh, the cover. Is that yeah. March? March? It was for March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was, uh, yeah. they were, they were so great. Um, yeah, I, have, I, love, I, think, uh, I love them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They did a five-page story on me and uh, me and the, a little bit about the team, a little bit about the Warrens. It, it, they were really, really nice. Uh, I was, you know, very thankful for that. <laughs> All right. I want to get more. I want to definitely get more places out of Florida. We've been, but you know, between day jobs and, you know, residential cases and things here, it's it's hard to get out a lot. <clears throat> I get, we get called in so many conventions and we do libraries and all kind of stuff right. so we're so busy all the time but we're planning some big trips i want to get out you know to go see waverly hills sanatorium and bobby mackey's and some of the places that are on my bucket list <laughs> yeah we got them too yeah Our, my pockets are fun so i gotta get to work so <laughs> Yeah, so, like we're thinking about doing prostate place out here because um, Thursdays it's cheaper. I don't know if we ever need something for that, but mm. um, the Friday it's cheaper and you need two, two people on Thursday. Uh, Friday is oh. you need five to eight, and I think for two people it's $70 for two people for a Thursday to a Friday mm. morning. That's, that's not, not bad. bad. No, yeah, no whole, that's not bad at whole, all. Whole place yourself. So right. that's one of the places I want to try to get to because I started down the road an hour for me. Right. So, I mean, well, that's not that far from me. The good thing about Florida is we have St. Augustine mm-hmm. <laughs> and Key West. Ah. <laughs> St. Augustine is, I mean, you just go to any bar there and it's haunted <laughs> you know, every everything in saint augustine is great so there's so much stuff up there yeah. you know, same thing with key west and you know there's other places along the way and you know a lot of unknown places but but yeah saint augustine i love going up there i try to get up there every year at least once mm-hmm. a year and uh it's just a beautiful town in itself but yeah. If you want to go and go ghost hunting at all, there's everything up there. <laughs> I, would, I would love to do the lighthouse, but I would never make it up there. Unless <laughs> <laughs> they put an elevator and we all know about. <laughs> the old jail is great. Uh, oh, old jail, yeah. yeah. Castillo de San Marcos Ford is great. Um, I actually captured something uh, pretty cool on, on film way back. Uh, God, it must have been like, 15 years ago, 16 years ago, something like that. I captured something, but that photo is what got me on an episode of ghost asylum because they were doing an episode up there and they saw what I had online and they had me come up and talk about it. Um, the Ford is, the Ford is a great place. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah. God, longest stuff I hear too. We just have to get out now. It's nice. <laughs> we're going to start uh, heading to the cemeteries. Hmm. Yeah, uh, we got a lot of her. 
<laughs> and I, I'm a cemetery app. Right, right. Use, so I, I get ways to use that. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. That, it was great having you on, Phil. But definitely yeah, thank you on again. Yeah, um, definitely. For, anytime. Thank you for yeah. having me. Yep, yeah, uh, we're going to take a little break from June, but we'll be back probably on time, maybe early August, late July, early August. Because mm, okay. um, that, like I said, stuff to do and formal vacation and stuff. Yeah. Right. And it's hard to give Melanie a break. I'm really busting her butt now <laughs> for. She was a uh, poor thing, was sick for the last couple of weeks and had her own night. So it's happy to have her own night. Yeah. I have yeah, uh, glad to be back. It was awesome to meet you, Bill. Yeah, you too. I think I interrupted you there. You have what? No, I was I was just gonna say I have um there's one event I have that's already I know it's booked. It's in um uh, Orlando in mm-hmm. August no, September fifteenth to the seventeenth. It's the Phantasm Horror Convention. Um oh, gonna be Phantasm, yeah. Yeah, it's it's gonna be good this year. I'm the, I'm there as a guest. I also will have Chris McKennell will be there. Oh, and cool. Joe, Joe Frankie, who worked with the Warrens for like 40 years. Oh, so I, both yeah. of them will be there. We'll be doing a lot of panels. They'll be doing panels. Uh, Chris does stuff talking about the real stories behind the Conjuring movies and all those things. So it's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think it's this weekend they're having a, a, it's, it's an energy fan. It's going to be there this weekend. So I guess you oh, yeah. her. Cool. Oh. Mm. cool. So, um, all right. Um, nice time, everybody. Thanks, Bill. Give him a Thank you, Bill. <laughs> Thank you very much. Have a horny, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>